Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Sam Roberts, and Tommy Dreamer talk to three of your champions in the WWE as we get you ready for the Royal Rumble. How about your United States champion, Austin Theory, on the podcast today? Your Raw Women's champion, Bianca Belair, on the podcast today. And a must-listen-to interview with your SmackDown Women's champion, the GOAT, Charlotte Flair, right now on the Busted Open podcast. We are yes. joined by the man that we've just oh, been man. talking about, Austin Theory, who looks fantastic, by the way, in amazing shape. But you know and- the thing about I find interesting about Austin Theory is most of the time, uh, got men they say that uh, the beard is male makeup, like we use it to disguise our lack of a, a jawline. You have this chiseled jawline and you disguise it. This is like to me, somebody that shaves their head when they still have a good hairline. Why? Uh, you know, I, I guess uh, I guess it uh, it, it helps. It helps with the balance of uh, me going from a kid to a man. I so love it. a man now, baby. A, I love a, it. Terry Funk 101. He told me to grow a goatee because it'll make me look tougher. And then he said, when you're my age. It'll hide your double chin. He was a Sengali and a genius. Hi. And now I am his age. Yeah. Years later, he was right. It does. A beard looks better. It makes you look tougher as well as you're still handsome. Yeah. It, it's growing up. I completely agree. But we were talking about the year that you had and the perception that people had of you and how you've changed people's perception of you. We've seen you get more serious. We've seen you elevate a championship title. Like, Explain what the last six months have been for you in your career. Man, uh, it's been a lot, uh, even, you know, that this whole last year of having that first run on the main roster, uh, signing with WWE in 2019. But, uh, yeah, really getting to the main roster after that draft uh, in November, I believe, of last year, the, you know, the people I've gotten to be in the ring with and the people that I've, you know, had the privilege to work with, um, man, it's it's been a ride. But I think... Uh, the briefcase is where we got a lot of controversy. Um, basically, it just kind of was getting to the point, you know, if you were looking at it from like a wide scale of where's this going and you look at Roman Reigns, uh, he's pretty much immortal right now. So I think for me, in a sense of I need to be way more built up uh, to look even possible to beat Roman 
pains. So the briefcase was just kind of an anchor on me, you know, as much as it was in the promo of what I said, it was a lot of it was kind of true. And I think that's what kind of made everybody kind of understand it. Like, Oh, it, you know, kind of makes sense. Like what else are you supposed to do? So then I looked to the United States championship and the guy that was holding it at the time was Seth Rollins, which is one of the best champions in the past decade of the yep. WWE. So to me, that was my opportunity, but I think how everything turned out and how it worked out. And honestly, it was one of those things that I don't think there was a plan. I think it just, Hey, this is what we're doing this week. Uh, we're just, you know, there's well, you hear reason. them say all the time, believe in the process. Right? Yeah, right. And I think this would be an example of that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you got to kind of, yeah. All right, cool. Sounds good. You don't know what's going to happen, but I think, just staying positive about it and just hoping, you know, for the best. Uh, and I, I think it worked out pretty good. And of course, like it's on me to, you know, make that other side better. And uh, I was fortunate enough, especially with Dolph Ziggler, uh, somebody that is so giving and especially, you know, in that time of that character change, that's really the guy that I got to show that switch on. And he gave me a lot. And I think, you know, I mean, I can't thank him enough for that. You know, awesome. But it's been amazing with you is that you've had I feel like the 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 briefcase wasn't the first moment. You've had these moments in your career where when the moment itself happens, fans are like, oh, what? It, you know, they're rolling their eyes or whatever. And they don't see that, like two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, three months down the line. Like this is starting something that it's on you to make work. But so far, you're you've made it work like there, I, I, I almost joke with people about the fact that the golden eggs that you got yeah. that everybody rolled their eyes at when it was happening. That was the start of the story of Austin theory that then led all the way up to a pretty huge WrestleMania moment right. for you. Yep. And then you kind of come full circle. You have the briefcase. You get to this point where it's like, Oh, they're done with him. Oh, he's dead. Oh, the and it's like, no, just give it a week. Like, let me see if I can make this work. And you go and you make it work to the point where we're like, watching you in the main event of raw and you're like yeah but this was the first step that had to happen to get here right are you has that has seeing that process and the fact that you're able to pull that off giving you confidence uh absolutely i think i'm i'm definitely a confident person but i would say that i think i i really enjoy like the feeling of the unexpected and that's how it works here it's like at any time there's, you know, you could feel like there's no pressure on you. And then there's all the pressure in the world. on you. And I think just not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow is that's just the way I like to live, you know, spontaneous. And that's just how it feels. And yeah, I mean, I, I think there's always a, uh, there's always a chance of failing, you know, that whole character change could have, it just could have been bad, you know, but I think it's like just that risk and that, you know, awareness of not knowing what's going to happen. That's what I find like enjoyment in. So I think uh, you're a great example of anything can happen in the WWE. Uh, it, it's it's a statement that is said from I've heard it from Vince, I've heard it from Triple H, and, and you're that guy. If you think about your when you come up, it's also during the pandemic, right? You were thrust on a stage with no audience, and we all work for the emotions. And then you go down to NXT. And like Sam said, oh, you're, they're burying him. You're, you're done. It's a growth process. And 
you excelled in NXT, that whole storyline. I mean, that you with uh, Johnny Gargano, that whole family was great. Then you come back up and it's, it's a new version of you, but a tweaked version of what we already had seen. And now we're just seeing another version of that tweaked version. And every single time you go out there, it's a different learning experience. And I see it from the veteran, but also I know you're feeling it because I see there's moments in you where like that, there was a great moment of you standing on the desk where, by the way, it should be your profile pick because you were the biggest guy I've ever seen. Um, and it was just like this moment for you, like I'm in control now. I'm not this young kid. Do you feel like what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely like you, you can feel that change uh, even like within the locker room, you know, like it, you could tell like there's more of that seriousness behind it. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like a lot more people see it now. Um, and like you said, all it really is, is, you know, just, it's that same guy. It's just, you know, tweaked versions of yep. that, but it's just the process. And it's some that, you know, it just isn't rushed. And how old are you, by the way? 25. Oh, that's crazy. Because it's also like, you're right. You're, to bring up that NXT thing, I think is so crucial because it's not just like tweaks. It's, it's going, do you have this in your toolbox? Can you be an entertaining guy? Like, okay, we got that. You can, you can, you can, you can hang in there. You can have this good match. You can be, you can be jacked. You know what I mean? You can look great. Can you be entertaining? Can you be funny? Can you be? And it's like every single time you're nailing it. And at 25, that's scary, dude. That's scary. <laughs> but I also look, I'm, I'm a football guy. So the Bengals are playing in the AFC championship game on Sunday. But the first few weeks of the season, they look terrible. And everybody said, oh, it's the it's the Super Bowl hangover. And now they're one win away from going back to the Super Bowl. The season is a process. And I feel like since you've come to the WWE, it's been a process. And I'm sure in, in this short amount of time, when you look at where you thought your career or your trajectory of your career has probably changed in your mind like a dozen times since you've been on the main roster. Yeah, just because, I mean, you know, the way you put it, it's uh it's just so unexpected. Like you don't know what's going to happen. And then especially now, like WrestleMania coming up, it's like, what's going to happen, you know, and it has to be something, you know what I mean? And, and I feel like uh, even going back to what we were saying with, you know, the times where it's like, ah, oh, nobody believes in this guy. And I'm sure it's going to happen again and again and again. And I think it's just like one of those things of constantly proving people wrong. And then, over that time period of them seeing it, that's, I think that's when it finally really clicks with them, you know? For you, what was the moment that you realized, all right, th this is working, this is clicking, this is succeeding? Um, do you mean necessarily with the new character or just any time in the- You know what? Just any time since you've been on the main roster. Man, I'll say uh, one moment that really uh, stands out to me is uh back wrestlemania last year and uh being in the ring and standing in the corner and watching you know mr mcmahon and stone cold argue in the center of the ring and i just remember like standing there and like just looking around and i was like you know i know i'm about to run at austin and throw a punch <laughs> and get my ass kicked but i was like man like out of all these people in here i'm the one guy in the ring with both of them and that moment, I think I remember getting stunned and laying on the floor and I'm laying on the floor. Jumping 10 feet in the air real quick. Yeah. You laid on the floor. <laughs> but I remember I'm like laying on the floor and I'm like, I got like one eye open because I want to, you know, see what's going on with uh, Vince and Austin and just watching that and like just knowing I was a part of that. I think 
it was like, all right, Austin, you got to have something, man. You know, and that, yeah, I just that I remember that moment so vividly to stand in there and just how crazy it was, that atmosphere. And it was out of all places, WrestleMania. Yeah. What was it like at that stage, especially working creatively with Mr. McMahon, right? He's the guy running the show. You're still young. And it's like this is this is he's storyline. He's got his attention on you. But in real life, I mean, he's he wasn't on TV regularly before that. Now it's like we're going to be working together on this storyline. Was that intimidating or or? Um, I think it was, uh, you know, like the egg started everything. I just heard, uh, you know, Mr. McMahon wants to film this uh, segment with an egg. And uh, everybody was like, I-, I heard about it. And it was him arriving with the egg and everything. And then they're like, oh, we're going to do a story. Somebody stole the egg. And then literally that day, they're like, you stole the egg. I was like, oh, I stole the egg. <laughs> I was like, all right. So uh, then we filmed the segment with uh, Vince. And I remember, like, uh, I, I was super nervous for that, you know? And I was just like, so I stole an egg and it's a $100 million egg. And, okay. Like, I'm trying to figure all this out, you know? And then it's my first thing with Vince. But uh, it was almost like anytime we... Uh, kind of filmed everything it was so like uh it just felt it felt so fast you know like we would do it and then that would be it we'd do it and that'd be it on to the next one or whatever it was but uh especially like wrestlemania was interesting because uh we had no idea if we were gonna have vince in the match we didn't know until like the night before and then uh i remember that day showing up and uh i met stone cold for the first time and he was like uh i was like hey how's it going i'm austin nice to meet you and he was like, oh, nice to meet you. I'll be seeing you later tonight. And then he just got on the <laughs> got on the golf cart and like, kept driving. And then I was like, what is going on? You know, and I just remember uh, just got to Gorilla and he told me the business. And I was like, all right, that's it. And then went out there and then he gave me that look. And that WrestleMania, though, for you is also a testament because like Pat McAfee is a natural and he's an incredible athlete, but he'd also only had two wrestling matches going into WrestleMania. So that's a lot on your shoulders to make sure that Pat's comfortable and like ready to do this. Right. Yeah, For sure. Um, like you said, you know, him being a, a super good athlete, you know, and uh, kind of just, he has that thing where he'll just relax. And I just said, man, let's just take our time. Literally we have no time, but we should take our time, you know, and not have a thousand things we're trying to do. You know, let's just make it simple. We have Vince right there. We know what's happening. Like, it's easy, you know, and it worked. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was the funniest thing, like hooking him for a suplex and looking around, talking a bunch of trash, and then he just hit me with it, and then the whole crowd, you know. And then after that, it was just history. So it was cool, man. Yeah, Austin, I want to thank you for the time. Uh, first of all, what we've been seeing from you is nothing short of tremendous, and you're so young, so you have so much ahead of you, and. I'm sure there's going to be a big moment for you tomorrow night as well. So thanks for the time today. Thank you, man. And I'm glad you didn't call me a kid, you know, because I always call me a kid. You know? I would never do that. Oh, I would you, never man. do, you know, Sam was going to call you that, but I would never do that. No, that and to be uh, fair to Dave, uh, anybody that's 45 or under is a kid. He's an older true. guy. Oh, he's an older. Yeah, he's an older guy. Yeah, You're more than half my age. I would get up and shake your hand right now, but it takes me about five minutes to get out of the chair. So I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. All right. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. NFL fans, right now on the SXM app, hear in-depth coverage of your team with the Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. It's all the analysis, all the breakdowns that matter to you, hosted by the players who played for your team and the fans who eat, sleep, and breathe it. 32 diehard fan bases, 32 podcasts. The Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. B-L-E-A-V. Search Believe in, followed by your team on the SXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. People got very comfortable booing you. So I think the key is just let them react. Like I'm not thinking, what can I do to make them cheer me? Like there's no active thought, well, I have to act this way. Or the only thing I'm really focused on is how I approach promos. Maybe don't say 14 times, four times, <laughs> or like on Monday Night Raw. Don't say, um, I beat these women to get here. I faced these women. Just like little changes yeah. like that. But and a general disdain. There was a yeah. disdain in your tone <laughs> that used to be there. You knew you were better than everybody. And now it's like, I am better than you, but I'm not going to rub it in. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to rewrite history and pretend I didn't have a this and just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I also think there's something about, and we see this in other sports as well, like Tom Brady, where there's greatness hate. When somebody is so good and somebody is so successful that people are just going to have that kind of aura yeah. about them. I, and I believe that. And I've, I'm not just saying it. This isn't a joke. You know, uh, we talk about it on Busted Open all the time, mostly Bully and I, about that there are certain athletes, you being one, that are in an elite class, that are head and shoulders above other athletes. I believe that when it comes down to it, you're the greatest right now, but I do believe that when it, when we look back at it, you're going to be the greatest of all time. Oh, man. That's a lot of pressure. Um, thank you. I guess like when I when I had the opportunity to talk to the fans after I beat Ronda in that first promo back, like I really did mean what I said. Like consistency, passion, and dedication have always been my driving force. Like I still have had all these opportunities and done all these things, but I still go. There's little things that can be better. There's little things that can be worked on. There's always a that next big rivalry. Uh, how do you, I, I'm never complacent. And that was like, that was how I'm kind of approaching this, um, like, good guy, whatever, Ron, it's not, you know, bragging about what I've done, but saying, hey, we've done this on this journey because of my love for being in the ring for you guys, the the fans. Like, not that corny, but, like, yeah. Look, yeah. Like, even though I've been bad most of my career, consistency, number one, and dedication and passion have been, I guess, what got me here. Yeah. I was, uh, I always find it really interesting uh, that, like, in the documentary that you're, that was just done about your dad, that part of the Ric Flair story that I don't think you, anybody realized until much later yeah. were the insecurities that he had and that even points where people like me and Dave just were like, well, of course Ric Flair's the greatest. And of course he knows he's yeah. the greatest. He's yeah. going, I'm not the greatest. He's having this thing. And it reminds me of when I hear you talk <laughs> now and when you've talked in other interviews where you are super self-critical and you are saying, Oh, I got to do this better. I got to do that better. And it's really interesting to me that with all the comparisons that get made and what get, what got passed down, but I feel like that thing, whatever it is, and it probably is what makes you guys great, also got passed down. Yes. Um, no, 100%. But I, but I feel like my dad and I, what our insecurities are, are like totally different. Like someone in an interview asked me, while I was away, was I worried about someone taking my spot? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Yeah, but- and I meant that. Yeah. Like, my, like, that's not, like, I will always be someone in history. And like you guys said, probably in 20, 30 years, I will be, I'll have way more respect than I do now. But my insecurities are more, they're not even insecurities. It's just nothing is ever enough. Sure. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just nothing's enough. Like the performance is never enough. Like I know that I still have 
like room left to grow. Like, I don't think I've peaked. Like, even though people might think that, like, if you look at my last run, even though I didn't defend the title, like, ever, <laughs> um, I still, like, I still got better every week on the mic. Like, yes. but, I that- think, but I think when you have yes. so many moments and there's so many different runs, like, for me, I go back to WrestleMania 35 in New Jersey at yeah. MetLife Stadium. First of all, one of the, the best. Shadows of New York. Easy, pal. <laughs> one of the best. One of the. I'm, I'm a New Jersey native, so. Um, <laughs> one of the best WrestleMania entrances, right? With you, like, uh, like your dad from Great American Bash coming cool. down yes. at the helicopter. Yeah. But I also feel that that main event, you were the glue in that main event. You had Ronda Rousey, who's the, you know, the mainstream athlete. You had Becky Lynch, was you know, now having that hot run that the crowd was getting behind. But you were the glue. That that match could not have happened if you weren't there and being a part of it. Do you agree with that? Yes. I do. Good. I'm glad you do. But I don't, like you said, like you have this hot baby face, Becky Lynch, the fans love. Yeah. You've got this woman who did pave the way that showed that women could main event pay-per-views UFC like I definitely feel like I made it all come together like yes the narrative was fun to say that I was shoehorned or however the inside circle wants to talk about me but like I know what I brought I know what my purpose was and looking back now I like I'm okay with that where does that perspective come from like I I think that you're right in what you're saying about how the the way people look at you 25 years from now, 30 years from now, it's yeah. going to be completely different than the way you're looked at or treated right now. But most people don't know that as it's happening. Most people don't have that perspective, right? Because do you, you feel like people are constantly poking at me and I never give them anything? Yeah. What do you mean? Like... I've been so consistent yes. in the public. Yes. Like, and maybe like you said, watching my dad's documentary, maybe the only insecurities you hear, like you'd ever, I never put down other talent to prop myself up. Or right. like, uh, uh, there's constant Charlotte hate, like, on media, like, yes. but I yeah, don't, absolutely. like, it's over here. You don't yeah, feel it. It's, you don't, I don't feel it. I right. don't I feel that. that yeah. There you go. I'm sorry. I couldn't find the word. I don't feel it. And I feel like sometimes that's what they're looking for. Like, they want me to, like, no, I, I, I was a part of helping 35 happen. Like, no matter what they want me to say, they, they can, no one will ever take that away from how I feel about myself and the performance and the storyline. I also love that you don't address it, though. Like, these sort of, like, when they go, like, oh, this is what's happening behind the scenes. This yeah. is what Charlotte's doing. And you're like, obviously, everybody sees it, but you, if it's not real, I never hear you address it. And I think that the more people should go, Agreed. this isn't reality. There's no reason to give something credence if it's not reality. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I will never let... The opinions bring me to their level in the public eye. Sure. If that. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And you shouldn't. And, you know, this is going to sound kind of maybe off the grid a little bit or a little crazy. But, oh, boy. And, and, <laughs> Sam, and Sam knows this. My favorite all-time pro wrestler is, is Ric Flair. 
and and your dad has been on our show many times and has talked about you and how no <laughs> really and and talked about how you have surpassed no. him. And at the same time, <laughs> at, at Raw 30, I almost wish that he didn't introduce you because I feel like I really do feel like it almost felt like a disconnect at this point in your career. Like He's going he's gonna to bash you on his podcast next. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> You're going to be the next victim. A little video clip about Dave LaGreca coming. No, but does that make sense? Like, it almost feels like... Man, you're on this other course right now, and and it almost felt like a disconnect for me to see him introduce you at Raw 30. Yeah, so when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, you know, I don't know how many other opportunities I'm going to have with my dad. This is cool. But I didn't think about it visually. Yeah. And then it happened, and then I went home, and I sat on the couch with Manny, and we were kind of talking about, um, I love this segment. With Triple H and the... And the Imperium? Yes. Yes. Love the segment. Kind of like the passing of the torch yes. idea and with Taker and whatever. And I just looked at Manny and I was like, ugh, I had my dad. <laughs> and Manny was like, yeah, I know. It felt weird. Like, watching, he was like, yeah, I wasn't needed. Like, yeah, I was like, I know. I was like... Not that I, I mean, I love my dad. No, and, and I, don't, and I <laughs> and love your dad. It was kind of like, like his music played and I had the same music. Like, it was, it, I don't know. Like, it wasn't, it's not about loving him or the idea. But it, of course. But we both kind of like, it's funny that you said that. We both kind of sat on the couch and we were kind of like, that wasn't as cool as it was supposed to be. Maybe like four or five years ago. But, but yeah. that's the thing. Like, you've, you, four or five years ago, the perception of you was different than it is right now. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of people that don't even connect the two Not at this anymore. point. Yeah. Yeah. No. I bet there, I, I mean, there so. are people watching now that have never even seen a Ric Flair match. They're watching Charlotte. Well, you know what? Anybody that's listening right now that hasn't seen a Ric Flair match, the I Quit match between Terry Funk, okay? <laughs> that's the Play, one. That's the one to watch. <laughs> no, but they might have seen him smoking weed or in a <laughs> yeah, rap that's, video. That's true. <laughs> Dad, you're the coolest. <laughs> Dad ever. Yeah. But I'm like, he's so mainstream though. Like they, people know who, he, but they don't, associate. they don't associate like Ric Flair. Like I'm no longer that daughter. No. And, no. and, and like, you know, it's no. crazy. It's like, there's certain it's total different, two different things. Yeah. Like, cause like when I was, when Ric Flair was at the height of his popularity, yeah. you were what? 35. <laughs> 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 um, you know, Nobody knew who Ric Flair was. Like, I yeah. would be taught, everybody was all about Hogan. Nobody knew. Yep. And now, like, decades after he's retired, he's a household name, and everybody knows who Ric Flair is. It's crazy. And everybody, you're right, because everybody also knows who Charlotte Flair is, and I don't think not it's connected. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think, that, I think to your point about Raw 30 and the passing of the torch, it was already passed. Yep. Yeah. That, I think that's that, what that's it was. What, I, yep. Good point. Good That's point. how you, yes. Yeah. The, like the, it, we'd already, we, we already, that torch has been passed. Like we, we, Charlotte's already ran with that torch a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's burnt down the building. Like, yeah. It's soot at this yeah. point. <laughs> but I mean, I, I get like, to me, it's again, it's having those moments with him mm -hmm. on TV and a reminder 
that taking someone like him that uh, me as a woman was able to do something like that. Yeah. But I, for the first time in my career, I was like, wow, I've, yeah, I've really already taken this torch. When you, you come, when you come back at the time that you came back and you, and you immediately become the SmackDown women's champion, are you starting to think, okay, just the way timing works, I'm envisioning defending this title at WrestleMania or are you not thinking that far in advance? I definitely didn't think I was going to be champ off the bat. Um, but I knew the direction I wanted to go. Like it felt weird if I didn't come back and go after Rhonda again. For sure. Like that, if I had just ignored her, even though we've been in, in and out of storylines for the last couple of years, like she, I needed to go back to Rhonda and where I went from there. I just didn't think I was going to have the same reception every week. Like it almost gets better. Yeah. Like, you know, you always get that one good. Yes. Welcome back. But it's been that way even on live events. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm committing to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I think, I think it's, I mean, people pick up on the nuance and I think when you, I think this, what you're doing right now as Charlotte Flair is giving people the opportunity to appreciate what you've done, right? When you're a villain and you're going out there and just doing it all yourself, talking about how you are better than everybody, you are the best. We don't have a, why would we tell you that as well? We're going to boo you, right? But when you're kind of in a humble way, not not acknowledging it, but not making that the point, it, it kind of allows people the opportunity yeah. To go like, yeah, we've appreciated you this whole time. We just didn't have a reason to cheer for you before. And sometimes I felt like, I don't know if you guys felt like this watching, but there also was a point where like people didn't know whether to cheer or boo. True. Sure. Because yeah. there are sometimes when I was a bad guy and, well, there, there really was no reason to boo. Right. Like tonally, based on the tone of her voice, I should be booing. But everything she's saying is true. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like the other person. So it was, so that was sure. also like hurting the reaction, I felt like. Yeah. Like. I think it started, though, with Becky because, like, Becky got the, the punch to the face, the broken nose. And I think everybody at that moment wanted to cheer her. But th- it didn't switch at that point. And I think people wanted that switch. Oh, yeah. Happen. But I wasn't the performer then that I was now or or I understood the nuances, like, as much as I didn't like, well, I loved our last woman standing match, but as much as I didn't like some of my performances watching back with her, it's just, I didn't know better. And then now if I had, I not gone through that sequence of events, I would have never learned so, so many things. Like I learned so much. Do you know when you're, at that level, right, where you already are a multi-time champion, you're years in the game, like you're already at the top of where you think you are. Do you, for lack of a better way of saying it, do you know what you don't know? Meaning the stuff you know now that you're going, I didn't, I wasn't the performer then that I am now. Then did you know, oh, I need to learn this stuff? Or does that, do you not come to that realization until you actually know it? You don't come to that realization until you actually know it. Right. Well, it doesn't even occur to... Oh, cause maybe because I was just too in it. Right. I wasn't, like, able to take myself out of it, but I don't even think I had 
Because people don't realize I started this, I started wrestling so late. So I was like always playing catch up. So at that point, like, yeah, I had, uh, my skills were kind of there. Like, I don't know, wrestling was getting it down. Like still had like the big moment uh, with Oscar, but I wouldn't say like the complete package. Like my presentation even got better as time went on. But I couldn't take, there were so many other things I needed to learn to realize what I was doing wrong. Like one of the producers one time told me was like, you're denting a Ferrari. Go out and be good. Like, why are you being less than in like in your performance? Because I'm like, because I need them to like me. They're like, but they like Charlotte. What are you doing? Like that stuck with me, denting a Ferrari. Yeah. So like, I didn't get I didn't, like, when I had that match with Rhonda, and I was just, like, not worried about cheering, booing. I was just like, oh, I have to impress everyone to stay in the game. Like, that's how I should have taken the performance when I was a babyface then. Sure. Like, that's how I take, like, now it's, like, be good at what you're good at, but the promo is what needs to change, and the smart, like, those things. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, the, the facial expression. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The, you, you and Sasha had this amazing chemistry in yes. the ring together, which was magical and I think will be talked about for years to come. Is there anybody on the roster now that even comes close to the chemistry that you had with her? Did you watch Rhea Ripley and I, Money in the Bank? Well, it's hard because she's big. Sasha's small, but there's a lot of chemistry there. Like even our WrestleMania match. WrestleMania match yep. that was put together in like an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, because it was the PC date. Like but we were told we were on the first day. But that's the other thing. Like I mean, oh, and the Oscar. fact that it was in front of no fans oh, and Oscar. Oscar. I think though, going back to the Rhea Ripley stuff, like. Over, we just haven't had to try hard at it. And I think over time, there's going to be so much more to the Charlotte, Rhea Ripley yeah. thing. I think that those are paths that are going to keep running against each other. Because think, we've always been start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Yeah. There's never been like a full... But you also both are growing exponentially all the time. Oh my yeah. gosh. You're getting yeah. better and then she's getting better and you're getting better and she's getting yeah. better. So it's just like, perception-wise right. too, Rhea right now, not even without even her stepping into the ring, she's a star. So it's like every yeah. time you guys yeah. meet, the match gets bigger yes. and bigger and bigger. But it's hard. I, Sasha and I just... How, I don't know. How do you compare that? I don't... Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's but we so, also had, like, that series. I have never had a series like that with somebody else to show that off. So there's that, too. Sure. Yeah. Like, Asuka and I really have only had, like, that one big match and then, like, a couple random things there. And then Rip, Rip, Rhea and I start, stop, start, stop. Yeah, so. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, you are the champ, so you're in demand. Um, <laughs> and I pre- But we, I truly appreciate the time. Thank you. Because of you, I, you got me back into Guns N' Roses. Now I'm listening to Guns N' Roses again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. 
Hell yeah. But I stand by what I said at the beginning of this interview. I think you are, without a doubt, the greatest. And when it comes down to it, the greatest of all time. Thank you. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. The one and only Bianca Belair. Bianca, good morning. Good morning. By the way, and this is interesting to me, because I would think by the this time, after hearing that song for, I don't know, 1,972 <laughs> times, that you still love your entrance theme. I still love it. From It's like the very first time I heard it. I hear it all the time. It's actually my mom's ringtone. So <laughs> I even hear it at home, but it just... It just does something to you. You know, you're over here dancing, too. I, I mean, it's a good song. You can't help it. Your hands just start doing it. That was a little awkward in my estimation. Yeah. You should have seen his dancing a little bit ago. Don't talk about anybody's dancing. Well, well you're doing her entrance while she's sitting next yeah, to you. Yeah, that's just a, a good awkward. song. It's a good okay. song. Like, that's what it's supposed you to don't do, right? Like, hair to us, you know, see, well, I did it one point. <laughs> <laughs> but, Bianca, first of all, congratulations on all the success. And you got to be happy uh, where you are right now. And then going into the Royal Rumble, I got to be honest with you. I'm not sure what we're going to see tomorrow night between you and Alexa Bliss. I'm not even sure either. You know, I think all the fans, they're they're looking at Alexa and they're not, they don't really understand what's going on. So imagine me, I'm the one that has to get in the ring with her. Yeah. Uh, And usually when I look at the person across from me, I just see the competitor. Uh, But being that, you know, Alexa and I, we tag team for a little bit and I've gotten to know her and now I'm seeing this change in her. I'm not just seeing the competitor, I'm seeing the person. So in- instead of trying to figure out the competitor and how to, you know, get in the ring with them, I'm trying to figure this person out. And, um, you know, Alexi, she's a former champion. So to get in the ring with her, with that alone is difficult. But now I have to worry about like, is she going to bring out Uncle Howdy or Bray Wyatt or the puppets? It's like, am I in the Royal Rumble Fighting 29 people as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be difficult, but I'm excited for it. It's been a fun uh, part of your career. I think I was talking to you a little bit about this before war games, because I feel like you're at this point where uh, like on the come up, it was like, let's just go see Bianca do what Bianca does. And this insane athleticism and, and, and these and these feats of strength that we've never seen before and everything. But now that you're like that established champion. It's like, no, let's just throw her into every conceivable thing. Let's let's have her, you know, go to Saudi Arabia and have to get run over by a golf cart. <laughs> and then she's got to uh, also be able to be in the war games match. And now she's got to fight Alexa Bliss and a ghost. And it's like it, for you, Sam, really quick. That's something I struggle with as a fan of Bianca's because I mean, I've listen, I've been honest about it on Busted Open. So, you know, for me not to mention it now in front of you, I would be a bit of a fraud. But like, I want to see you in that banger match at the Royal Rumble. You know, I want to see you in that banger match. See, I'm, I'm 51, but I'm trying to sound much younger than I am. I want to see you in that banger match at WrestleMania. Like, I want to see you in that, you know, classic struggle. But but, but Sam, a champion should have to be able to get run yes. over by a golf cart and go into war Sam, games and fight. Those no and- Sam brings up. So for you, you know, now that, as Sam said, you are an established star and you are an established champion. 
what would you much rather have that championship like crazy five-star match or something where it's like it shows more of the entertainment personality side of you um it's a little bit of both okay you know um we're, we're in sports entertainment mm-hmm. so uh you know i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna be the athlete i'm gonna go in there where i'm gonna have the odds stacked up against me where i'm in a ladder match and we have damage control coming out and it's three women coming out and i have to battle three women where I'm going to Saudi Arabia, I'm getting run over by um, a golf cart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm having to combat on top war games match where I'm the first competitor in. I'm in there for 45 minutes. Um, been a part of five-star matches with, you know, maybe even WrestleMania and being in there with, with Becky Lynch and ending up with a black eye for three, four months. And now Alexa Bliss, where I'm getting thrown into stairs and I'm having three stitches in my face. So it definitely comes a time when, you know, we, we have to go in there and you have to fight it out. And there's also a time where you want to connect with your fans and you want to entertain them. And that's the part, you know, anyone can go in there and ground and pound, but it's the connection with the fans. And that's what is very important to me as well is connecting with those fans. And that's the longevity of it, of of who Bianca Belair is. And, um, you know, having the title and being champion is amazing, but it's really, for me, it's that connection with the fans. And so it's a little bit of both for me. Uh, I love hearing that. I, I've I just met you first time face to face. We though we've done this, but I'll never forget NXT. And I put a tweet out there. I was like, "This girl's gonna," and it just went kind of viral for me. And it was just like I couldn't believe one the support you had even early on in your career. I found out about that too. It's just a different way. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys okay? By the way, we're good. We're good. All right. We're good. You guys had Sorry, issue. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. No, I'm glad you didn't. Um, so then, when you say about a connection, one of my favorite things this Halloween was all girls dressing up like you, and I was like, man, that is beautiful. That is what the WWE is all about. I mean, because I was a kid turning on television and this is all I ever want to do since I was nine years old and you inspire. Um, Here's my other thing. We talk about competitor because you explained why you were the EST. I loved it. But then out of nowhere on social media, I see you get your pro card. And I was like, (laughs) how did you fit this in, in your schedule? You're the face of the, you're the face of WWE. Um, You're, and I was just like, wait, you had time to diet, train, do all this. And then out of nowhere, oh, wait, now I'm also, I got my pro card to be, and I was like, how did this all, like, what was your inspiration? Because, I mean, I was like, man, she's a competitor. <laughs> and how, right? Like, usually you would take time off of everything yeah. to be like, because the, um, the, the the diet and the dehydration and the energy that it takes and everything, it's just... It was just just get my pro card because I can't stop. Like, I have to keep wrestling <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get my pro card. But anyway, how did you get yours? Um, so it, it came about, you know, my, my husband had mentioned it to me before, you know, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. And, you know, we I've, I've been very open about my struggle with uh, previous like eating disorders and my unhealthy relationship with food. And so I was always like, I never want to diet again. I, I don't diet. That was my thing. And so. Um, I started just hearing more about it. I was having a conversation with Bobby Lashley and I was somehow I wanted to get in it, but I didn't see where I could fit in. And so he mentioned um, an, or, an organization, the organization that I went and got my pro card in. And he's like, this will be perfect for you. They're all about like athleticism, um, physique, but also like glamour and fashion. I'm like, oh, that that's me. So I really wanted to push myself and I wanted to um, see if I could diet again and be comfortable being uncomfortable and face my fears of dieting. And so um, I'm always looking to make my world bigger. 
And and I'm like, what else can I go out there and try to accomplish? And it was more of like a personal journey for me. And it was rough. Like the dieting was rough. I always work out anyway. And I'm like, well, I want to find new passions, but I don't really have time for them, but I work out anyway. So let's just keep working out and change the goal. But I didn't realize along with that came the dieting, which is hard to do on the road because you're meal prepping. It was also the time um, I was doing the ladder match in Saudi Arabia and uh, (laughs) it, it, it was rough. And it was times when I would get to the hotel from the shows at one o'clock in the morning and I was like oh I still have to do my cardio so I'm in the hotel like oh. in the hotel exercise room at one o'clock in the morning getting my cardio in and people are walking by like you're crazy but I'm like I have this goal and I want to I want to accomplish this and I want to show that you can do it if you, if you put your mind to it so I did it it was rough and actually war games was the week before the competition oh. which is when you're mostly like yeah. depleted but I had an amazing coach who knew that WWE was my priority. And I was like, listen, I have to be, have enough energy to be safe, to protect myself and the girls I'm in the ring with. And so um, he was really great with that, but it was the week before and I was the first one in the match at war games and lasted the whole match. And it was rough, but um, then I got my pro card and I was like, this is amazing. This is worth it. This, this was worth it, but I'm, I'm going to eventually debut as a pro. And it, there was a show in April, but I'm like, no, I can't do it right now. So you have to, I, I know my balance, my April, limits. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a superwoman all the time, but I just wanted to make my role bigger and just accomplish as much as possible. Well, I'm a bigger fan now. That's an amazing story. No, <laughs> I mean, the you. people don't realize what WWE superstars go through. And today being just an said, example, Tommy, where you're doing media all day long. And looking the way she does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you had to just come here and I see how you look. Oh. And uh, I mean, but I mean, come on. Now. He's not. I'm wrong. only kidding. Come on. <laughs> but he's yet, Sally. He's, he's not. got his best dressed on. All right. I'm wearing a T-shirt and jeans. <laughs> this was okay. the most expensive shirt at Kohl's. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of shirts, you're also making your own gear. Have you started outsourcing any of that <laughs> gear making yet? Because like most people, like if they just make gear and don't wrestle or compete in professional bodybuilding, they're like, I've done enough. I look at this great gear I've made. But you're just like, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. Yeah, I, you know, I we outsource any of it. No. OK, <laughs> I heard that later, <laughs> that later on. That, that's a goal, but I don't have I need time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure, yeah. Bianca, people have come to you, especially over the last year, about how proud they are of your accomplishments. Uh, one of the hosts here on Busted Open, Mark Henry, I know you have a special relationship with and, you know, he has a great eye uh, for talent and, and talk about that relationship. And have you two had that conversation where he's come up to you as like, kind of like a proud Papa. Definitely. Every, every single time I see Mark Henry, he always lets me know how proud he is of me. Uh, But he changed my whole life. You know, he's, he's someone who I was doing CrossFit. We all know. And and I was like making my own outfits in CrossFit and I was grabbing the microphone and talking to the crowd and like turning flips before I got to the the barbell to power clean and press. And he's the one that saw the video of me. He's like, you're basically doing what a WWE superstar does. Um, and he saw it in me. He's the one that opened that door for me and got me to try out. But he was very like adamant on like, I can get you a tryout, but I can't get them to hire you. But just go be yourself. You'll be fine. And took me to tryouts. And I remember the very first time he came to the performance center and we had to talk about, you know, character development and who I wanted to, who I wanted to be, what I wanted to represent. And so through that conversation is how I kind of came up with the EST of how it like, like how it personifies me and how it represents me and um but ever since then like he's he's been in a couple of takeovers uh I talked to him a, a lot before I made even at Wrestlemania 
and he's just always been there along the journey. But I owe every everything to him. He opened the door and changed my whole life. What's it been like now for you who spent as much time as you spent kind of uh, chasing the title, chasing the throne and like this idea that, yeah, Bianca's the Bianca's the top of the ladder. Bianca's the best. Right. And then you get it and you're there and you've been there now. Right. Do you now watch and go like, ooh, I see that girl's growing. I see she's growing. I see that's okay. I see that. Like, are you protective of the throne? <laughs> I'm definitely protective you are. of the throne. Yeah. I am, but you know, I'm rooting for everybody. That's that, that's my thing. I know I just I was literally doing an interview and someone asked, like, is there anybody that you're rooting against <laughs> in the in the women's royal room? But I'm like, absolutely it's very, not. Very toxic. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's room for all of us. And I want everybody to do great. And if I'm confident in my abilities, then, you know, I want people, to, I want to step in the ring with the best, you know, yes. I've been seeing, you know, Rhea Ripley, who her and I, we both won our first titles at the same WrestleMania. But ever since then, like I've seen how much she's, she's growing too. And she's over there doing amazing, amazing things. And she's looking really good going into the Royal Rumble. Um, Liv Morgan, you know, I was in NXT with Liv Morgan. And even when I was in NXT and she went to main roster, I, you know, I've, I've watched how, She's been growing ever since and up until winning the money in the bank. And, you know, I'm excited for new stars like Raquel, who when Raquel first got into NXT. She was on TV for a while. And we all saw it. We we're like, when is this girl going to be on TV? Like, she's amazing. And you can really see a lot of the girls potential before they get those opportunities. And we're all excited for them. Is there anyone you'd want to face the winner of the Royal Rumble? Um, you know, if the, if you're able to defeat 29 women, I definitely want to face you. <laughs> I want to get in the ring with the best. I do. Yeah. Um, and because then you can have those five star matches and, you know, you got to bring it to the table. Um, you got to bring everything you have to the table. But, you know, I'm rooting for, you know, you have the veterans in there, of course, where you have Becky and, and, and Bailey and other veterans. But I love the Royal Rumble because it can make new stars. That's what it did for me. It changed the whole trajectory of my career. That's what jump started my career. So I would love to see you know, someone like Raquel or Liv Morgan or Rhea Ripley, you know, if Rhea, if Rhea Ripley wins, like, pick me. I think everybody wants to, to see yeah, that. Yeah, that's match. the best that I want to see. Yeah. If Charlotte's the champion, I can't get Charlotte. Was it, well, when she won the championship, because you had said before, like, Rhea Ripley would be a great WrestleMania match, but you had said, like, part of this thing that you've built is having that WrestleMania match with Charlotte. When she goes to SmackDown and becomes a SmackDown Women's Champion, do you go, ah, not this year. Ah. I was watching it and my mouth just dropped. I was like, no, I'm happy for you, but no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question, Bianca. And, and thanks for the time again. You know, it's great having you here. But how has it been for you to, you know, kind of get those naysayers? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, you know, how is it to prove them wrong? for you honestly you know i don't focus on them okay because you they're always going to be there no matter how much you accomplish no matter how much i go in and i work my butt off mm -hmm. it's always going to be a naysayer so i go out there and i work for me and all i need is the validation for me and i work for my fans my true fans so and success is the best revenge Exactly. Success is the and I'm just glad to see you too. I know it's a rocky start. <laughs> it was I was I look, I was at a turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes I get ahead of myself. <laughs> I was at a turn. History has proven me to be a fraud and a phony. So, you know, I mean, Bianca knows she won that one. <laughs> I like proving them. I mean, they're going to watch. So just give them a good show. You That's know, it. I love it. it. Bianca, congratulations again. Thank you for the Thank time you. and uh, good luck tomorrow night. Thank you. I'm excited. 
Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.